A. He promised them a bright future. B. He was considered qualified for the job. C. They thought the job was quite easy. D. They wanted to offer him a chance. 6. What does the author try to convey with this story? A. Spare the stick and spoil the kid. B. Treat others as you want to be treated. C. Constant dripping wears away a stone. D. Don't judge a book by its cover. 7. Which is the best title of the passage? A. A broken wing mended B. Love changes everything. C. A bird with broken wing D. Love leads to success. C. We've known for years that plants can see, hear, smell and communicate with chemicals. Now, reported new scientist, they have been recorded making sounds when stressed. In a yet-to-be-published study, Itzhak Kate and his team at Tel Aviv University, in Israel, found that tomato and tobacco plants can make ultrasonic, ultrasonic, noises. The plants cry out due to lack of water, or when their stems, stems, are cut. It's just too high-pitched for humans to hear. Microphones placed 10 centimeters away from the plants picked up sounds in the ultrasonic range of 20 to 100 kilohertz. Human hearing usually ranges from 20 Hz to 20 kHz. These findings can change the way we think about the plant king DOM, they wrote. On average, thirsty tomato plants made 35 sounds an hour, while tobacco plants made 11. When plant stems were cut, tomato plants made an average of 25 sounds in the following hour, and tobacco plants 15. Unstressed plants produced f fewer than one sound per hour, on average. Perhaps most interestingly, Different types of stress led to different sounds. The researchers trained a machine learning model to separate the plant's sounds from those of the wind, rain, and other noises of the greenhouse. In most cases, it correctly identified whether the stress was caused by dryness or a cut based on a sound's intensity and frequency. Water-hungry tobacco appears to make louder sounds than cut tobacco, for example.
Although Kate and his colleagues only looked at tomato and tobacco plants, they think other plants s also make sounds when stressed. If farmers could hear these sounds, said the team, they could give water to the plants that need it most. As climate change causes more droughts, they said this would be important information for farmers. Used in precision agriculture, said Ann Vischer at the Royal Botanic Gardens, Q, in the UK. Kate's report also suggests that insects and mammals can hear the sounds up to five meters away and respond. For example, a moth, moth sun, may decide not to lay eggs on a water-stressed plant. Edward Farmer, at the University of Lausanne, Switzerland, is doubtful. He said that the idea of moths listening to plants is a little too speculative. If plants are screaming for fear of their survival, maybe we should be glad we can't hear them. 8. What did Kate and his team find from their research? A. Plants made low-pitched sounds when in danger. B. Plants picked up a wider range of sounds when stressed. C. Plants were able to produce sounds in response to stresses. D. Plants made ultrasonic noises to communicate with each other. 9. How did tomato and tobacco plants react to different stresses? A. A plant reacted to different stresses with the same sound. B. Cut tomato plants produced more sounds per hour than water-hungry ones. C.Cut tobacco plants seemed to make weaker sounds than drought-stressed ones. D.Tobacco plants might make louder sounds than tomato plants when short of water. 10.What's the main idea of paragraph 6? A. The potential applications of the research. B. Challenges facing farmers in the future. C. Farmers' contributions to the research. D. What the future agriculture will be like. 11. What does the underlined word speculative in the last but one paragraph probably mean? A. Practical. B. Unconfirmed. C. Surprising. D. Complicated. D. Basic emotions such as sadness, fear, and anger coming first, 
guilt appears a little later, in combination with a child's growing grasp of social and moral standards. Children aren't born knowing how to say I'm sorry, time that such statements may calm their parents and friends down and their own consciences. This is why researchers generally regard so-called moral guilt, in the right amount, to be a good thing. In the popular imagination, of course, guilt still gets a bad fame. It is deeply uncomfortable it's emotionally like wearing a jacket weighted with stones. Yet this understanding is outdated. There has been a kind of revival or a rethinking about what guilt is and W hat role guilt can serve, says Amrisha Vyash, a psychology researcher at the University of Virginia adding that this revival is part of a larger recognition that emotions aren't fixed feelings that may be advantageous in one context may be harmful in another. Jealousy and anger, for example, may have evolved to alert us to important inequalities. Too much happiness can be destructive. And guilt, by urging us to think more deeply about our goodness, can encourage humans to make up for errors and fix relationships.